Hello, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Ongakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of December 17th, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And that's it, another Dos Compadres between me and you. This week, Luna is making cookies, I think. Another cookie thing. (laughs) Yeah, sounds right. At least we can say this one was a pre-planned Dos Compadre as well. Last week was not. so And I, I, I felt bad bailing on you guys like I did, but, you know. It's fine. But what have you been listening to as of late? Yeah, uh, it's been really crazy. So when I was out sick that week, uh, I, I didn't really listen to a whole lot, um, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, I've been going back, I've been listening to, so LOL has dropped their latest single, and I don't know, t- to me the title is kind of ominous, I don't think the band's breaking up, but their latest single release is titled One Last Song, and uh, like I read that and I was like, ooh, like that's a little ominous there, but it's actually like this beautiful winter ballad sort of thing, so it's actually really good, I, I highly recommend it. Uh I've been really listening to a lot of MC, which we were supposed to talk about, but uh, we'll get into them next week. Other than that, I've been really going back and listening to a lot of stuff that we're going to be talking about in the upcoming weeks, if that makes any sense. Uh, Just trying to go back through the year and listen to some of my absolute favorites and some that we're going to talk about a little later today, actually, uh, I was listening to this week as well. but yeah, nothing too crazy. Uh, still kicking around Lost in Paradise because I'm just glad to have it back. It's it's good and it's fun to fun to hear. I just love the the style and everything about it. And so yeah, I've been listening to that. Uh, nothing much crazy. But what have you been listening to? Uh, so I've been listening to a, a whole gaggle of things. So I've been listening to Kodai Yoshida's latest single, Without You. It's absolutely fantastic. I've also been listening to Sodane's EP, My Son's Skeleton, which is really, really good. Also been listening to Radwebs and their latest release called Forever Days. I believe I've been listening to Shiwakucha by a- with featuring A-Witch. So I know Luna is probably perking her ears just by saying A-Witch. Uh, I've been also listening to I Don't Like Monday's latest single, Utsukushi Kisekai, so, which is actually really, really great. I've been also listening to Wani Ma's latest single, I Mai, which is fantastic as well. I've been also listening to Soul Flex's more vibrant EP once again. This time I've been kind of going on to the their lead track, Celebrate, which is absolutely fantastic. After that, uh, I also been listening to a little little Glee Masters with their EP, uh, Tomenai Sekai, which is really really great. And one thing to say, like, oh yeah, like I, I've been listening to a little Glee song. But after that, I've been also listening to Exile Atsushi's his latest release, "I Will Always Love You," Itsumo Sobani single, which is great and i'm so happy that you know even though he still has the word exile in it that atsushi has been able to kind of stick out on his own a little tad more than usual after that uh nothing too much out of the ordinary so but with that let's continue on to our topic here and as it is coming towards the end of the year we actually have our our best of all set up for the next two weeks so be on the lookout for that and i wanted to talk to you about what are songs that you know when we are making our runner-ups and list of the years i'm i'm pretty sure there are songs that we were really into back in the past but you know just missed the mark of being on our list so i wanted to at least highlight that just a tad more before we kind of continue on to our list propers which should go up pretty soon on the site and if you guys are a fellow listener or usual listener you'll know that our end of the year one is always our end of the year roundup so but let's start with you what are some of the songs that 
just missed the mark of your runners-up list that you've been just loving and just you know how we are with the course of the show it just ends up just kind of dropping or being forgetful so yeah you know at the at the end of the day you know we only have so much time and and so we have to really you know budget things out and sadly you know there, there's some amazing tracks that just kind of fall by the wayside and uh one, one track i really want to highlight is 0815 by rung hyung uh which is just this stunningly beautiful track that was sung expertly uh like i said i really genuinely hate i missed her on you know missed that week that you covered her ken because i i think she was a fantastic choice and uh 815 wound up really being like my favorite song done by her just the, the composition just comes together for this really moving ballad that's just sung so well and like there's just like a delicateness to her voice that's really just hard to put in words and I did, I did, I like, I really liked her a lot. And I, I th- feel like zero eight one five is just really freaking great track. And I, I did, I wound up really just falling in love with this track. And sadly, it, it didn't make it to my honorable mentions or, or my top five. And so you know, I wanted to give this song a shout out and really just lift it up a little bit and go like, hey, you know, here here's a wonderful track that really just meant a lot to me throughout the year. Seeing as how she was your pick, and I, I'm assuming you're a huge 815 fan too? Yeah, no, I, I'm actually quite surprised that you ended up really, really liking her as, you know, if we were to listen to our Music Corner Roundup, I, I picked her as an artist that I think would have been a little bit difficult for her you to get in because she does take it at her own beat kind of thing <laughs> but i am very thankful that you're not at, wrong. at least you did mention that zero eight one five was on that and you know i'm i'm very thankful for it i obviously i ended up really loving it so i actually have you to thank for a lot of my favorite songs of the year because a lot uh, like uh like there's some artists that you that you picked for mc that made my list <laughs> so yeah yeah no i know uh, <laughs> i know <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 you you know me well you know me very well so yeah no uh, but yeah i'm yeah that, that's the thing is like sometimes when you know you, you have an artist that kind of goes at their own pace sometimes it really clicks with me and sometimes it doesn't it's just one of those things where it's like until i'm listening to it it's really hard to tell but i i don't know like, like there's a soulfulness to rung hyung that really just bleeds into all of her stuff that just i find fascinating and gripping she she is she was a nice surprise and and like i said I, i'm glad you i'm glad you put her up and if you have not checked out 0815 yet go go check it out i can't recommend it enough Yep, yep, yep. What about the other songs that you picked? So uh, the next song that I picked is one that I talked a lot about back in October. And when I was making the list, I kind of forgot about it. And then I saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Hadashi No Step by Lisa is just fantastic. I, I love this track. I think it is really good. I I really wish it got more attention and more love than what it did because th- th- that's the kind of Lisa I like, I'm not going to lie. I, the, the Lisa that, I mean, don't get me. I like any song Lisa, but as like, like this is just something different. I mean, you know, this is, you know, she ain't really any song Lisa. That's just Lisa. <laughs> I know. I, I, I did, but I like Tadashi no stuff. It, it's really good. It's a fun, heartwarming, uh, release that just really just, catches you know really catchy uh and stuff i think it's vastly better than her latest work which, which really just disappeared off the oricon really so well i mean all of her songs really do that it's not just yeah any song that isn't really attached to a big anime just kind of disappears right after because personally i like don better and that just just went off after the week it came on yeah, I, I don't think Adachi No Step stuck around for a while. I mean, I, it, was it, a, it was then a week it, or two. It was only on the episode that I was gone, and then it was there. It, and the next episode I came back on, it was it was gone. So, yeah, 
that saddens me a bit because it, it is it's really good i really liked it and which is sad because this is th- that was her anniversary song so you know i thought it would have been a little bit more up there because it is her anniversary song but it is mm-hmm. what it is and the, the last track i picked is uh some baby by ballistic boys which it was really good, and I'm actually, I, I really liked I'm it. I'm actually really surprised that this didn't make your list because of the fact that this particular song, you were over the moon with it, especially when we were doing our interview. Yes, yeah, I, I did. I, oh, believe you me, it, it was... Um, I, I loved it to death, and then when um, I had my compiled list, I don't have anything from Exile Tribe on, on any of my lists at all. Yeah, you have like and, five five johnny groups on here which really yes. really was yes. just like i mean i'm not surprised about that but i was just like mm. <laughs> yeah oh, oh and like uh I, I like i find myself like going to youtube to to, to listen to to those tracks which just tells you like how freaking great they are i did i, I love some baby i think this is uh, the, like the more i listen to some baby i think it might be my favorite ballistic boys song and uh you know i, I like a lot of their work so uh, I, I was really surprised when I was going back and I was looking for, you know, through my OGs is like, you know, songs that I was listening to throughout the year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, some baby didn't even make the list. It, is, it saddens me a bit. Uh, and I saw like the Fantastics from Exile Tribe had a release r- lately and uh, I haven't checked it out yet, but uh, there, there's well, a, there's another group that's just I mean, missing. that release is just a cover, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, the one from two weeks ago or a week ago. Yeah, the, that's yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's, like a week or two ago. That's a cover because um, December was to lead up to Exiles twentieth twentieth uh, anniversary. So all the releases oh. by the juniors are covers of traditional Exile songs. Oh, okay. So so the so the Rampage song you guys talked about last week that was a cover too. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, no, uh, Some Baby is fantastic. It's, it's just this fun little dance number that I, I did. I liked it, and it's perfect for the summer. So uh, if, if you haven't heard it by now, go check out Some Baby. That's all I can tell you, because it, it's good. But uh, what were some of the songs uh, you, you picked, Ken? Yeah, so obviously this just just barely missed it uh, because of the fact that there is another song that I liked by this artist just a tad more but it it would have to be Keep in Touch featuring Sue Min by Syrup now Syrup had a fantastic year in the beginning of the in the first half so there's a reason why when we do get to our best of he isn't going to be there but you know Keep in Touch really just hits to that style and the fact that he is also a great collab artist as well because featuring Sumin. Sumin is an amazing vocalist and the Korean really does help kind of give it a little bit of a unique flair to the song that usually that he hasn't done since his other collabs and I really like the fact that Keep In Touch kind of keeps it nice and simple especially during the time that you know when this song was released it was just right in the middle of the pandemic and it was really hard to ironically keep in touch with other people publicly because of that so i really appreciated this song when it first came out and you know while it wasn't my favorite song by syrup of this year i i would be it would be very disheartening not to at least mention it during my year-end roundups yeah, no, this this track is fantastic, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you put it here, because I, you keep telling me that I need to listen to Lear, uh, Syrup's latest stuff, and man, I keep meaning to, and just life keeps getting in the way, and I just I just have not had a chance. Uh, so I was very thankful for the opportunity to listen to Keep In Touch uh, featuring Suman, and my God, it's so good. It's very, very Syrup, done in Syrup style. But it's very it's it's laid back and catchy at the same time. Like I don't know, I can see myself dancing to this song, even though it's a much slower BPM. So it, it's really this very interesting sort of 
track that he did, and I, I did. I like it quite a lot. It's definitely very, very good, and uh, you know, Syrup just keeps proving like how freaking talented that he is, and uh, I, another just like really fantastic music corner alum in Syrup. So if you, if you're not listening to him, I think you you're, you're missing something. Like, definitely check him out. Yeah, that's for darn sure. And, you know, going on to my next next one, it is Tabitachi no Maini by Wanima. And, you know, this song was probably the song that really clicked Wanima for me. Because, you know, beforehand, I understood Wanima's appeal, but I didn't personally like it. And... Tabitachi no Maini was the song that really connected for me because I love the fact that, you know, it's a little bit just a, a tad offbeat from what Wanima usually does, but it is still very much Wanima style. And I really like that slower intro beat of it. Yeah, no, this track is absolutely wonderful and... Uh, I, I again, I'm I'm glad you picked it because I, I really love Wanima, and you want to talk about a group that man, I I just haven't had a chance to listen to as of late is Wanima, and I've been really wanting to get back into them, and I think this track right here is perfect. Uh, it's done so well, and I, I just really really like the. It, it's definitely a different take for the group. But I really think that they make the song work to the lead's vocals very well because he has a very distinct singing style. And I think in some ways like that kind of limits the kind of songs they can tackle. But this particular track, it's a little different from their normal stuff, but it works really well. And it still plays to the lead vocalist's strengths. And really just helps the song stand out. And as the song goes, it does pick up. And it really does just become something special. I really love this track. And I'm definitely going to be adding it to my library after we're done. Uh, I definitely want to listen to some Wanima later today. And uh, I'm going to be listening to this track probably for the rest of the week. Going into the holiday season. Well, also, this song is a very inspirational song that just keep going yes. very on that that no matter what kind of obstacles go in your way that you'll be able to take it head on yeah and i really yeah, like that especially in the times that we are in right now it's a message that uh you, you know you can definitely take to heart and, and and really just helps power you through everything. So yes, uh, it, it is definitely a great track in that regard too. Yeah. So, Tabidachi no Maini. While it might have missed my everything up with my roundup, I would be, I I would have to talk about it because one this, this particular track really clicked of what the appeal for Wanima is, and you know. The thing is with Wanima, I'm I I know of their style and it's it's very energetic and I just l- really loved how it was kind of configured into this particular track. So I'm very happy happy for that. But you know, going from one punk rock song to another, let's let's go on to my last song, which is going to be Never Again by Ditsy Sunfist. Now. Ditsy Sunfist has been really quiet over the past year and a half because of not only because of the the ongoing pandemic and stuff, but just you know, I uh, just gave birth during that time, and obviously she wanted to take a break from music just so that she can be a mother and stuff like that. And then right when they were rebooting everything, this was about like during the summer. Uh, they just lost Yui, which is their basis, because she just announced that she wasn't going to continue with the band. So now it's just, you know, with Aya, the drummer, and, you know, I really liked Never Again, because it really brought me back to why I really love Stitzy, Sunfest, and, the be- and 
in the first place. And while Into the Future is a much better song and, and things like that, and, you know, you know, so beautiful and stuff like that, and Our House and Andy, you know, all the other songs that they released this year, well, they're, they were amazing. I never connected to a song like I did with Never Again. Yeah, Never Again is really good, and you know, Dizzy Sumpfus really just show constantly like how how good they are, and you know, it's another group that I, I loved when we covered them, and man, I, I feel like a, like I just need to get back to them because they're really good, but uh, you know, Never Again definitely just is really good, and I I do like if you watch the music video, I do like how the lyrics are. Uh, in it so you can really follow it because well, admit, I, well, you know, I mean like, they've always done this it's not really a, a yeah a, a, a never again thing but yeah <laughs> yeah it's nice to see them back and it's you know it's never again is still full of that same energy that really really make made them stand out to begin with that that real and i you know punk rock really needs that energy i think when you don't have that kind of energy in punk rock it doesn't quite work so for them to have like that that energy and drive in in this song is just really good. It's nice to see them back and showing that you know they're still you know doing what they want to do. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, that's that's for darn sure. But yeah, you know, look forward in a couple of weeks where we do do our roundup and listen to the songs that we ended up loving throughout the year. But this is just a a quick taste of what's to come, so to speak. So, with that, let's continue on to this week's Oricon here, and it's it was an interesting one. I I'll tell you that. Uh, it is definitely a mixed bag, uh, as as the as the saying goes. But with that, let's go on to number ten here, and it is Ichizu by King New. Now, you know, compared to this and Boy. It's a little bit of a toss-up because I've listened to Boy for quite a long time now because of just how everything was. So Boy was teased for quite a while. And I'm quite impartial to it because it is King New really testing that style of what they are. However, Ichizu is more of a typical rock style and some of it might be a little bit overbearing because they really pile it on at certain points yeah for me it was i didn't dislike it it was really weird now i did go back i know i wasn't on last week's episode but i did go back and listen to boy and i really really liked boy i actually thought it was really good but for uh, uh ichizu it is i i don't know it's okay there there's parts where uh, it's a little bit more chaotic, I guess, and is a good way to put it than what I typically like in my music. I don't think it devolves into noise, uh, which can happen. It do- does, but I don't think Ichizu has that problem. It, personally, I didn't feel like it was just noise. I, you know, it still felt like music to me. But at the same time, it just like it, just, it was okay. I, I didn't think it was f- fantastic, but it's all right. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and like I said, I've I'm previewed to Boy a bit a tad more because I've been listening to it for the past month and a half to two months because of just how that release was. Because originally Boy was supposed to come out a while ago, but it is how it is. Regardless, Ichizu sold a wonderful twenty five thousand four hundred and thirty three points here, and going on up to number four, it is. Nandemonayo by Macaroni and Pizza. And oh boy, this the only thing that really stuck out to me is the piano. And that's it. It's it's like the song what the song intends. It's nothing really special in my point of view. And to the point that I don't know if I'm gonna bite back on this this comparison or not, but it sounded like what was Music Corner supposed to be. I guess I can kind of see that. It does make some sense. I, I mean, I, I liked it. I, I, I thought it was 
okay. I, I think they have better work. I, I'm not going to disagree with the sentiment that uh, Non Demo Nayo isn't lackluster because it, it is, but it, you know, it's it, it was all right. It was serviceable. I did think the piano was really good and stuff. And you know, I think uh, you know. Like I always credited macaroni and pizza, they're always you know trying new things, and you know sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, for this one, I don't know. I wish I knew what they were kind of going for with this release, but uh, I guess it's okay. Uh, they, they do have better work, and you know we'll we'll see what they do next, but. Uh, I I did think uh, Nande Mo Nayo was a little lacking, so I I think it's fair criticism. Yeah, which kind of sucks because this is supposed to lead up to their upcoming album, and it's just like I don't know how to feel about that if it's uh, if this is the lead up, so to speak. <laughs> Regardless, Nande Monayo showed a wonderful 25,765 points here. And going on up to number 8, it is Kimi ni Muchu by Utada Hikaru. I do think that Kimi no Muchu is... It, it's kind of a half step to her old stuff, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's... Like, I, I like it more than what she's been doing as of late, because it, it's just... It does sound a bit different, but it just, at the same time, just not. You know, I've. It, it just didn't click I've, with me. Um, I mentioned this last week, to the fact that, you know, the fact that. Utada changed, or that her style really differed. I wouldn't put it past the reason why that happened is because of the place that she is in now because yeah. the fact that she hasn't lived in Japan lived lived in Japan for a while now and obviously her taste is very very westernized to the point that it is very european like because of the fact of where she is the fact that this particular song was written and composed well not written but it was composed and produced by a very top i think english or uk person really kind of goes to that fact that you know her style is very european uk style obviously if you're not listen if you don't really like that then it's not really going to do anything for you yeah and that's fair i think that's very fair I think, uh, and I hadn't considered the fact that she she hasn't lived in Japan in a long time as an influence in her music, but I think you're right. I think just the fact that she's not in Japan anymore, uh, you know, she's she's definitely influenced by, you know, the stuff that she hears on her day-to-day life. And so, yeah, you know, definitely a more European style, because I, I can't remember where she lives, but it's somewhere in Europe. It, yeah, it's in, it's in England. It's in England. Yeah. You know, I, I can kind of see that uh, a bit, that that, that uh, European kind of touch to just, it. Just the fact that, you know, obviously if she was in Japan, it would probably get her classics up. Because her classic stuff was when she was living in Japan. And then all these time breaks, you know, she's been not in Japan. And every single time that she's gone away and come back she's kind of gone into a little bit more of a very soulful, very slow beat, very emotionally thought style of composition. And to think back in the day where she was kind of those things, but it really balanced well with the music and ended up being much more of a introduction of more R&B style of music towards the Japanese market. And it worked really helped her but now because of that influence is gone now she's hasn't really much else and it's just part of the course of her style and her evolution and we've talked about this last week as well and to the point that hey she's the only one in her generation that is still kicking so to speak so these these tops of her 
as much as we might not like it, doing these breaks might have not benefited her in the long run. Or her in the short term, it benefited her in the long run because her song still hit. I can't say that about a Kodokumi song. Luna might have words with that, but I cannot say that about a Kodokumi song. Because when is the last time we saw a digital release by Kodokumi make the top 10? It's been a while. It's been a long, long time. Koda has been releasing stuff all year long. And unless it was an album, I have not seen her. Or she might have, and I wasn't around. But to my preference, I have not seen her on this Oricon for all the times that I've been on. But with every release Utada's done, she's either been number one or within the top ten. Yeah, she... I, like I said, like even though it's not been to my taste, like Utada's able to still hit the Oricon and uh, with precision almost. You know, she may not be in like number one or two, but you know, she's still in the top ten, and she she knows how to break into in, into a thing. She knows how to get attention. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I think it works. I think it works for her. And I think it works Granted, well. So. We also have a bet between me and Luna saying that she is going to go on hiatus again after this upcoming album that she's going to release. But well, we shall see. <laughs> I wouldn't be too shocked if she did personally. Also, but also she did switch labels up until then. So maybe she might be privy to just kind of doing whatever the hell she wants at this point. <laughs> That's true too, but regardless, Kimi ni Michu so the wonderful twenty six thousand three hundred and ninety eight points here, and going on up to number seven, it is Beetlejuice by UD. Not much we can say about this one because I, I, the reason why we spent so long on Utada is because of the fact that I wasn't on the initial episode and you weren't on last week to to for this release. But we've been on for Beetlejuice, and there's not much more we can say about this. Yeah, it. I think it's still my favorite Yuri song, but uh, and it's nice to see it sticking around. But yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know if there's really much more we can really say about it. It kicked out Dry Flowers, so I mean, there, there's that. So, but yes, yes, it did. Regardless, Beetlejuice saw the wonderful twenty nine thousand seven hundred thirty one points here, and going on up to number six, it is Butter by BTS. Not much more we can say here. It is BTS. So this week it's all the lovely 38,727 points here. And going on up to number five, it is Secret Touch by Snowmat. Now this was number one last week and you ended up missing this one. So why don't you tell me how much you love this song? Because I knew that you would have really liked this song. And you were correct. I did really like it. I think this is a really good song. I, I've i always really liked Snowman. I've always felt that Snowman is really good. And I, I think they're pretty consistent overall. Regardless, this week it sold a wonderful 42,910 points. And going on up to number four, it is Break a Leg by Last Idol. Oh boy. I personally just don't know what the hell is going on with last idol i i honestly honestly don't and you know break a leg along with their their release back in april which was kimiwa nani uh kirito uh, it's proving to the fact that they don't know what the hell is going on either because if you tell me What's the difference between this and any of the 46 and 48 songs? I would be very privily to tell you I have no idea. The identity for this for this particular group has gone off to the wayside at this point and I can't I just I I as soon as I saw that it was done by Last Idol, I I I literally winced because I have no idea what the hell this this group is gonna be doing now i mean i I see what you're saying is very much in the same vein as the other mega idol groups it's and it's not really doing anything different or unique but i i don't know i like to break a leg 
Uh, call me crazy. I thought it was catchy. You're crazy. I, I, uh, see, see, call me crazy. It's it's fine. Uh, I I mean, I will say this. I didn't add it to my library. I don't know if I'll go back and listen to it. Maybe I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence on it. But but I know I, that I, that last idol hasn't. It it didn't really catch you as well to that effect. As I know that none of their songs really caught you as well. Yeah, like I said, it's I will say it's generic idol and and stuff. But I I did I liked it. I think I I it's it's it worked for me. Yeah, I don't think it's doing anything crazy or special, but I, I liked it personally. And it, it it sucks because this group was supposed to be the standout, and I've said that many times for Akimoto's things, and it just ends up becoming the usual idol fare and i really don't i really hate that i really hate that to the point that last night this isn't even relating to last idol but last night there was a a big wrestling thing so right now in japanese pro wrestling there is an ske 48 idol that is currently with the group and in this wrestling promotion as a collaboration they had their main event in nagoya where ske is located and they brought ske idols to that wrestling event which is absolutely bonkers because that's the cheapest way you can get a ske ticket at that point because it was only 55 dollars but they performed old ass ske songs and i i would love to send this to you and be like can you guess when this was released and I'm pretty hard failed to say you could probably be like maybe within the last year. <laughs> yeah. And that just shows you how much the idol industry hasn't changed for Akimoto. <laughs> yeah, and and it it shows you just what they're known for. It's not their current stuff. It's not the stuff that they're currently releasing. It is their older tracks. And that that's sad, because, you know, they should. You you know, if they were really thriving and growing, uh, it would be their current stuff that that they would have played at at that wrestling event, not their old stuff. So, it, it's, uh, it's, I I wonder if just the idol industry as a whole doesn't know how to move forward. No, they do. It's all the old idol stuff. Bish, it's all all that. It's just that yeah. when it comes to these Mako Idol groups, they are it's like it's like having McDonald's. You know what you're getting. You're not really gonna be surprised unless it's the BTS meal. Uh, you're not gonna be really surprised on what you're getting. But you still go back to it, kind of thing. Yeah, I had McDonald's yesterday, actually. <laughs> it's not shaking up the menu and you're like, ah, the Big Mac just tastes different this time around. No, you are you know what you're expecting. And that's fine. And I completely understand that. I completely understand. And we had this debate with Akimoto for a long time now for, for me. But I know that they could do better because back in their heyday, they were breaking the industry of what it meant to be an idol compared to the early aughts. And now, I would be privy to understand there is going to be a group eventually that will show that AKB is a it, AKB or that style is a, a thing of a bygone era. And that that might be what it takes in order for there to uh, either get the AKB48s to change uh, and really evolve or just they, they'll fade away and the new thing will take o- over its place. Yeah, because that's what it was for Morning Musume. And Morning Musume had to change their entire style completely to even be relevant. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Break Leg, you know, it sold wonderfully for what it did. It, it sold 57,161 points here. But 
you know, regardless, going on to number three, it is Zankyoku Sanka by Imer. Now, I'm, I'm going to be very privy to this is, you know, I'm going to sound like you when, when we first did Imer. I appreciate Imer for what she's done for the industry. However, <laughs> the fact that, you know, this is, this is the baton pass song for, for Demon Slayer. This is the baton, this is the second opening song for Demon Slayer and it is, I, I don't, I don't know what, what, what Demon Slayer, it, I don't follow it as closely as everyone thinks I should, but I, I think it's the opening theme for what, what is it? the entertainment uh, arc the entertainment district arc okay yeah. so so it's it's the opening theme song for that and i ironically <laughs> it, it it just sounds like anime and i i really hate that for imer because imer is a fantastic vocalist that i think that if she's not privy to becoming a any singer or any to that she does well but the fact that she probably had to force the lyrics and force the composition to fit what, I guess, the entertainment arc of Yaiba is really dampened what this song could have been. Yeah, I, I mean, I will say I didn't realize this was going to be the second opening for Demon Slayer. I, I didn't care much for it either. I it, It's okay. I don't think it's a bad song by any means but it 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 it's going to be forgettable i i think like m- maybe it might find legs because i know how ravenous the demon slayer community is but i i didn't like zanko's uh sanka at, that much at all i just like it's okay it's here it's a thing but i it i wasn't a big fan of it so yeah regardless Zankyo Sanka did wonderfully because of what it's attached to and it sold a wonderful 67,262 points here and going on up to number two here it is uh, a lovely triple A side of Teenage Solution Yoshio Shishite Hoshino and Bito no uh, Wakuse and I don't know I've Morning Musume. See, another thing for this is Morning Musume hasn't been really good in my mind for the past, like, whenever they started this. I think that Hello Project has other groups that are much more prevalent and much more better as a group compared to Morning Musume ever since they started doing this group or year annual style. And granted, this is what they needed to have done to stay relevant. But this isn't it, in my personal point of opinion here. Yeah, I, I felt like this release as a whole was lackluster. The only song I really liked was Yoshiyo Shishite Hoshino. That was the only track that I really, really liked. I did think that was really, really wonderful song. Teenage Solution and Bito no Wakuse. It, it's okay. It's they're not good, but they're not terrible either. They're very much in the middle. As uh, it's it's all right, but uh, I just feel like Morning Musume is just I like it's been a long time since Morning Musume really had a release that I really really like. So I I think this is just keeping in line with that, I guess, but. I, I didn't I overall I felt like this was a lackluster release like I like like I said I liked Yoshiyo Shishite Hoshino but not enough to really save this release I don't think like it's one song and it's pretty good but it's not amazing I, I don't I know I didn't add it to my library I don't think I'm gonna go back and add it to my library either so it's just one of those tracks where it's like well you know we're it, it is what it is. Yeah. Regardless, Tinius Solution, Yoshio Shishite Hoshino, and Bito no Wakuse. 
it, it sold wonderfully. It sold 126,780 points here. And going on up to number one, it is I Know Chikara. And, you know, it is 17, so I kind of want to hear how, how you liked it or not first before I kind of go on here. Yeah, no. So for me, and I wasn't expecting this because I, while I do like my boy groups, I'm, I'm very... I, I very specific. I like my Japanese boy groups and like there's a couple of Koreans boy group tracks that I have liked in the past, but I would never call myself a fan of any of them in particular. And uh, there's been 17 tracks I have not liked on a whole. So I wasn't expecting to like I know Chikara. But I did. I wound up really liking it. This is the only song this week that I the moment I heard it, I added it to my library. I hit the plus sign. Uh, it's just sung so well with a lot of earnest. Just vocally, it's fantastic. And I think this is just a lovely and wonderful track. And yeah, yeah. I, I without question, I was like, ooh, yeah, I need, I need to hear that more. You know, what's so, funny is like the fact that, you know, the 17 songs that the group 17 song, uh, 17 tracks that have shown up on the Oricon that both me and Luna end up really liking are vocal heavy songs because of the fact that just how, how very interesting the K-pop industry is taking towards Japan and just how as soon as I thought of Seventeen, I thought of, okay, this is going to be another BTS clone. But the fact that they've been doing a lot more vocal heavy stuff really impresses me. And I know Chikara really knocked my socks off to another very impressive Seventeen track. To the point that, you know, hey, this I think this is their second Japanese single. Let me just double check that before I, I make my grave with this. Not really saying anything, but yeah. It is a very interesting ballad track done by Seventeen. And I'm I'm very thankful for it, to be honest. It has that winter ballad style of composition. And it makes me draw into it a little bit more. I believe this is the first original, Japanese original track compared to it being a a original Korean song converted into Japanese. Yeah, that sounds right. And yeah, and you know, I guess it goes to show that there still is, uh, even in Korea, like, you know, there's a lot of money in the Japanese market and they're wanting to tap into it. Oh no, yeah. Um, they, they're, begging, yeah. they're begging to just come to Japan because it's a little bit much more of an easier market compared to the K-pop. Yeah, yeah because the, the Korean market's so crowded. It, it really is. It's really hard to break into that, but like I need to go back and listen to some of their more vocal intensive stuff. Uh, but yeah, no, I I know Chikaro is wonderful. I absolutely loved it. But yeah, regardless, I know Chikara sold the wonderful one hundred sixty four thousand four hundred and ninety six points here. With that, let's kind of just go on to the albums here. Real fast before we kind of wrap up. So we got Mishia's Hello Love again at number nine. We got Eight Beat by Kanjani Eight at number seven. We got the book and the book two at number six and three respectively. We got Human by Changmin from Toho Shinki at number two and friends three by bees at number one but yeah i want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of ongaku do you you can find us on all social media sites on twitter and instagram at ongaku do you can follow the website at ongaku where we just posted our lovely interview of stereo dive foundation so please give a look see about that can check it out on there can follow our affiliates Corey Hunter who is a retro streamer and is very interesting he's been doing a lot of 
challenge runs as of late. He's going to be doing a, a Metal Gear challenge run pretty soon. So I can't wait to see that. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out the our affiliate Timber Taff, who is doing a lot of retro gaming as of late and is in prepare of his new Deltarune video. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash TimberTaff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out Luna Cicero Rose, and you can check her out at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out our affiliate, Fangirl Has No Name, who is a variety streamer in and of herself. And you can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that both me, Kyo, and Timber do called Podosaurus. And this week we sold a, or we did a lovely thing about the Video Game Awards. You can check us out on how our our predictions was and how we crashed and burned. I think I got one or two right, but you can check it out at looking up Corey Hunter, same as his Twitch handle on all podcast streaming services. You can follow me at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Inaiba, Robocall, Herobo, and all the wonderful things. You can also check out Luna at LunaMarie87 on all social media websites. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OlgakaGray where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. If you're interested in what I'm up to, just follow me there. But yeah. I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ongaku Do You. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Bye bye. And this is great. Hope everyone has a lovely holidays, and we will be right back here next week. Bye bye.